Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekham. It's really fun to be back and to have two great people from the Epic program with us today. First off, Judy Harris, who is joining us. She's one of our fabulous dietitians with the Epic program at the Utah Department of Health. Thanks for joining us, Judy. Thank you. Hello. And we also have the infamous Dr. Brett Mackiff joining us today, who works with a lot of physical activity and things we do with the Epic program at the Department of Health. Hello there, Brett. It's good to see you both. It's actually really nice to have Judy with me. I never get to have this. This is awesome. We often have one of you and not the other, and it's kind of fun to have both of you here today. So I'm glad you're with us. I wanted you both here because we're going to talk about having a healthy 4th of July, and it's upon us. I mean, it's this weekend and some people I think are going to celebrate for four days straight. Some people are celebrating Saturday, others Monday. I don't know which day you have off, but everybody's going to have that day and going to be a lot of grilling going on and a lot of probably not the best foods that we can have. Right, Judy? Oh, I don't know. My parties, we have really tasty food. We have grilled veggies. We have awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And, and that's the idea. Grilling makes a lot of food taste better. It doesn't have to be the bad food. Yeah. 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 I think you can make celebrations really healthy and do it in a way that doesn't turn people off. You want to have your guests enjoy their time. And I think the key is just really making things tasty, you know, having really good foods that everybody likes. You can do that without a lot of effort. Right. And there are a lot of foods that we don't necessarily think are grillable but we'll actually work quite well on the grill. You mentioned veggies. There's a lot of fruits. Brett, I know that you are a master griller. I've seen some of your work. I've never tasted any though. We go, that's a problem. We may have to fix that. <laughs> you know, I think that's always been my, my assignment is to go stand out in the heat over some more heat. And I, I take it with a point of pride. Uh, no, I actually really get excited about it because while everybody else is enjoy, inside enjoying the air conditioning, it's, uh, it's a chance for me to kind of play a little bit. One of my favorite things to do is find the usually ungrillable things. So, I mean, I, I've, there's the easy ones, you know, you throw some asparagus on, that's easy. That's kind of fun. Um, I like to actually take a little bit of sourdough, a little bit of oil, some salt, throw it out there on the grill. It's so good, but those are kind of normal. Uh, I like to grill watermelon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this, this no, question I is love it. I love Brad's ideas. I'd love to hear him. <laughs> Brad, this, this question is begging to be asked, but I'm still a little bit afraid to ask it. Knowing you, what's the oddest thing you've ever grilled? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Surprisingly, one of the more odd ones is one of the tastiest things I've ever had in my life. Now I'm, I love sweets. Yes. Yeah, just like anybody else, but I don't do a lot of it but I love angel food cake. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever grilled angel food cake, but the little bit of sugar that's in there caramelizes so fast and it adds so much flavor. It changes the texture though. And it gets it a little bit to hint of chewy. I don't want to say, you know, like tough, but think um, maybe a marshmallow that's not terribly fresh, but oh, so much better. (laughs) So that's probably the weirdest. No, I could say a lot weirder, but we'll go with that one. There's our new 4th of July tradition. Throw a little whipped cream on there, the world's good. So I would say from the dietitian side, to make it tasty, compensating for all the other foods that we have, I would probably say grill those, the fruits on there, the strawberries, other fruits, pineapple, and then you could have that on top of your sourdough bread, or you could have it on top of your angel food cake. And then an angel food cake is not terribly 
high in calories and oil and, and sugars. And it's very light, so it goes a long way. So that's a good choice. For Another fruit that grows surprisingly well that you might not always think of is peaches. Oh, peaches oh, are that's great. That's good. That's yeah. amazing. There is really no end to the things you can grill and the creativity Yes, exactly. Those flavors caramelize, they concentrate, they condense, and they just pop in your mouth. And I think when people experience that, it kind of opens up another world and gets them outside of their box of what they typically think. They grab at the store and that's so boring and it's, and it's, there's no comparison. It's so lovely. So focus on the taste of it and you'll find that the nutrition will follow. I always see the, uh, the cans, you know, of, of grilled beans. I've never understood how you do that without falling to the grill, but that's, that's probably my own issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a flat grill section where I can, you know. And, and we're not actually, that's a really good one. I don't know if you've ever grilled fava beans. I haven't. It's amazing. Throw, get some fava beans in the actual pot. They're big. They're maybe six, seven inches long and maybe even bigger. Put some, you know, rosemary, throw some uh, olive oil over that, toss it in, salt, grill those things. And then when you shell them, it is right. so good. And I don't like fava beans in general, but that's the best way to do it. Fava beans conjure up images of a Hollywood movie that probably you're going to ruin my appetite. So. Something I could go so well on that one. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> now, this conversation is not to say that you can't grill meats. We're just trying to emphasize, don't limit it to the meats. There are some very healthy meats that we can grow. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I like to do this. I, I do a lot of things. The hard part is finding that balance between a real high fat that makes it really, really easy, but you know, can also start fires. I'm also guilty of that one. <laughs> uh, and having something that's too low fat, it just dries out. I mean, Judy, you probably got some great ideas, but I struggle with those real low fat meats when I'm grilling. That's good. I think what I like to do is if I'm going to use or recommend animal products or meats, particularly the red meats that have fats, saturated fats usually, but to mix those as a complementary boost of flavor, like you would do with tofu. And then you pull out the moisture from the other foods and that complements the lack of moisture in some of your leaner products, you know? In other words, like tofu takes on the flavor of the roasted vegetables. Meats will add extra boost to the flavor in a different way to those roasted vegetables. And those, the moisture content of salsa or the juices from the fruits or the caramelization from the vegetables will complement that, that fire meat. So that's how I like to suggest it. So not just healthy foods, but there's healthier ways to cook and grill. So a lot going on now. If we maybe don't listen to what Judy's telling us to do and people overindulge, I can always just go out and have a quick run after dinner and erase all of that. Right, Brett? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting one because if you think it's so easy to grab, you know, something quick, a burger and fries and a drink. And, you know, in a lot of those cases, you can get up in that almost 1100, 1200 calories. And if you're going to be, let's just say maybe 150 pounds, and let's say that you're trying to burn off what you just ate, settle in, you're going to be in for a long haul. You know, we're going to be hitting, we're going to be hitting half marathon levels. One of my favorite one was to look at that classic fast food meal. And you said, I'm going to do some yoga to help burn that off. It was just running some numbers for kicks and it was six hours and 16 minutes. Um, I don't have the time. Or probably the, I'd have the energy, but I don't know if I'd have the you know, motivation to do it. But running, you're probably going to be hitting around two and a half hours just to burn off that fast food meal, which again, is that energy and energy out. 
to an extent, but I mean, that's a kind of a rough imbalance you'd have to fight through. I think that people often have a disconnect in their minds. Like I didn't really eat as much as I did. And my workout does a lot more as far as burning calories than it really does. And that's easy to convince ourselves and rationalize doing that. But I think that happens a lot. No, it's a big one. And there's this sense of entitlement. I've worked out therefore, or I'm going to work out therefore, and then I forget to work out. Um, But there's also that counterbalance one that sometimes when you've been doing some kind of an activity for some amount of time, you're a little bit more regular with it. You start rethinking what's going in your body and you start thinking, oh, I don't always feel so amazing when I either A, overeat or B, have something that's just kind of not really balanced. So you start thinking, if I'm going to be putting all this work into my exercise, maybe I'm going to start eating a little bit better. We're lucky because summer is kind of that time where you can easily do that. There's been many a summer I've pretty much survived on fruit and raw veggies. It's not because that's what I wanted. It's just so easy and light and I didn't have to cook. So yeah, I think there's some interesting balance points to hit on those between, you know, energy in, energy out. Yeah. And I think feeling better, I'd like to emphasize that just when you do have movement and you have vigorous movement, so a higher intensity movement, and you take care of yourself with eating well, whole foods, not only like what Brad said, I love what Brad said, it's easy. Those, those raw veggies and those whole fruits and vegetables are easy things. They also give yourself something to chew on and crunch on. If you're also teleworking and you're sitting by your desk and you're not moving around as much in the, on an office environment, you want something to, to nibble on. Those vegetables are just nice and cool, refreshing and give your mouth some movement. It makes you feel better. You know, your body really does need nutritious fuel. And I think we forget that. And that's my big, sad heartache that we have kind of become more complacent with using fast food as, as um, the default versus the exception. And it really doesn't make us feel well. It doesn't make us feel well mentally. And having that mental health is really important. And that physical activity and eating well are such key points for our overall well-being and health. And it's not that hard. The other thing I always try to talk about is it's always hard to take those first steps in a routine. And then once you start doing it and kind of don't let your mind go there to talk you out of it or, or process it, just, you know, get in a routine, get a friend, get a family member, get a, you know, a, your child and just start doing that little exercise, build on it. And before you know it, it's so easy to become, you know, addicted to that new routine. It's supposed to be not having fun. And there's another major component of this that crosses both of the nutrition and physical activity side. And that is especially this time of year that we make sure we're drinking enough water during these activities. Yep. Amazing. This is Exactly. The beautiful tie-in because again, it's so easy to grab a soda or grab something really sugary and something like that. My favorite thing to do during the summer, and I, I do this daily, I'll brew up some just mint leaves, just, you know, mint tea, and I'll just put that into the fridge and unsweetened. I keep that by the desk instead of something super sugary because it's so refreshing and almost cooling and no calories on it. It's so good. Judy, you probably add some extra fruit in there because, you know, yeah, I do all kinds of things. 
Yeah, I think I, that's great. Yeah, sometimes I throw a splash of club soda in with my water or my uh, my little piece of fruit, and I use herbs and mint tea as well. Sometimes I brew barley tea or cold tea, things that don't have caffeine as my personal preference. And I think there's a lot of ways to spice up or jazz up water, but you know, getting comfortable. And with the kids, it's really good to get the kids used to the taste of water. It doesn't always have to be flavored or jazzed up, you know, let them get used to the taste of water and let them enjoy it. And if they're thirsty, they're going to find that quenches their thirst better. And they may not even prefer something that's got some kind of a sweetener or something to it. But sure, you can throw in a splash of orange juice in there or some orange wedges, or you can do, as Brett said, different herbs. It's kind of that time of year when everything just turns into sports drinks, doesn't it? Which is nothing oh, yeah. but, you know, pure sugar and actually a lot of salt, you know, and different right. salts that are really going to be kind of rough. I mean, I knew way too many people who that was their beverage of choice as they watched television. Yeah. So let's get away from that. Carry a water bottle around. You know, I think that's great because if you're in the car and then, you know, you think you got to stop through a drive through or some kind of a convenience store to get something to drink or the kids fussing. Have all the kids pick out their favorite water bottle and it can be their favorite color and everybody fills up at the house before you go. And it can be a cool thing. You know, there's a lot we can do with establishing new routines and lifestyle habits with these young kids so that it becomes really second nature for them. And we don't have to worry about changing behaviors when we're older. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this, the big selling point on a lot of these sports drinks is that you're replacing these electrolytes. Is that really something we need to be concerned about? If you're working at a very high intensity, meaning you're probably not just running, but you're maybe sprinting. I mean, we're talking fairly high level work in a very hot environment for over an hour. Yeah, it's an absolutely lifesaver type thing. In most cases, water is going to serve you so much better. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're doing a higher level, bring your water bottle and don't get dehydrated, but you're not, you're probably going to get those minerals and electrolytes through your food. And it's not going to be life-threatening, like Brett said, unless you're, you know, really in an extreme situation. And if you're an extreme athlete, then I think you probably already have figured out. So I think the lesson we've learned here today is let's have a happy (laughs) fourth by being active and eating healthy. In, no, 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 not eating healthy, eating I tasty should, that's healthy. You know, I mean, eating, honestly, everybody hates the word nutritious and healthy. I like to say, eat the fun stuff that's so tasty and it will be healthy. Find okay. the right recipe. So, right friends and, and eating tasty. But don't use the hydrated when we do it. But don't use the E word. Don't use exercise either. Go play. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I think that's a big thing. Honestly, this is a chance. If you've got family you're spending time with, it's time for the moms, the dads, the grandmas, the grandpas, bring your games out. Start showing them how little equipment you really need and what you can get away with. And it can be kind of fun. And it's actually getting a resurgence in a lot of places where some of the or younger populations are picking up some of the older games, which is great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me today, you guys. I hope that you both have a very tasty and active Independence Day. (laughs) Yes, we wish everyone a wonderful celebration. And go play. Have fun and be safe. And thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Epic Podcast. We'll see you next time. 